Howdy. Welcome to the Boomcast. The yeah, this is your host, Boom Glam. Don't question it. And this is the first episode or the pilot episode for what I plan to be doing for the next. Mm, not entirely sure how long, but this is just a test run of kind of podcast I've been meaning to do for quite some time, ever since I started writing and since I ended, uh, since I graduated, really. And since I've been, well, since I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, including Sam Harris's, Joe Rogan's, and a few others, I thought I should try to get on board on that trend, especially considering uh, that I'm Puerto Rican. The name's Michael. I'm Puerto Rican, uh, graduated in English literature, an avid reader, I would say, and uh, a frequent writer, although I plan to make a living off of it eventually, at some point, who knows. But this podcast in particular, or at least what I plan on doing with this, is, well, perhaps I should answer why I would do something like this, why I would start a podcast, and why, what I, where do I want to take it? Well, the, as you can no doubt tell, is as improv, improvised as it possibly can be. I'm just learning the ropes and getting a few tips from people who do have some experience in this. Uh, being Puerto Rican, then the suspicion would be then I'd make a, a Spanish-speaking podcast, and uh, the temptation is still there, clearly, since people along, I would say, a lot of Puerto Ricans necessitate political discourse, a discourse of experts and different sorts of people, people who believe different things, should just sit down and talk about these things sincerely. In my country, for those who don't know, Puerto Rico, if one could even call it a country, the political discourse is almost non-existent. If it's not marred already in bipartisan politics and very tribal politics, I would say, from being a spectator, I would say, of the United States, or American politics, I would say, um, I can see from very far away the polarization going on between the left and the right, between Democrats and Republicans, Libertarians, and whatever else is in between those two poles. And they are poles, after all. They're polar opposites. That's why there's of several writers and journalists and commentators who are very concerned about polarization. And considering that, and living here in Puerto Rico, I can sort of, my concern lies in where that polarization is going. Here in Puerto Rico, there is no such thing as political polarization. I would say there's political tribalism of the sort you'd see in third world countries where each respective party moves political pawns and makes political moves to the benefit of their respective parties or perhaps to the 
benefit of certain individuals. Of course, this is not necessarily unique to Puerto Rico. In fact, the United States suffers from this to a very slight extent and with recent administrations to larger extents. With the increase of polarization, it has grown significantly, making bipartisan, uh, bipartisan, how should I say this, uh, both sides or both parties, keeping them from working together. And if anyone knows anything about politics or anything about government or how a society should be run, well, you should know that people need to work together to keep order and things civil. It's very important for a society to work together, even with with people that we might disagree with or people we might dislike, in fact. After grad, being in the University of Puerto Rico for six years, I got a first-hand experience at what political polarization looks like between students that are fervently in favor of independence for the country and students who are fervently in favor of statehood. And then there are students who are in the middle who are in favor, although not anymore, I would say, after what's been going on in the past three years, I would say. There, there are no students in the middle who are in favor of the Commonwealth. We already know, as a matter of fact, that the Commonwealth system doesn't work. But the problem lies in that no one is working together towards changing that status. And when that happens, then there's political standstill. Nothing moves, nothing changes, and everyone's just waiting for change, just waiting for it. Well, of course, this doesn't take away the from several activist groups on the island who work who work tirelessly to make those changes, but they're just very small groups. And there's no underlying political ideology other than the political status of the country. And so the part where tribalism arises is between those two aspects of Puerto Rican politics, between independence and statehood. Now there I would prob I'll probably talk about this further in a future episode if this kicks off any well. Um, but this is sort of this is perhaps one of the things or along the lines of the themes and topics I would like to talk about on on this podcast with hopefully with different experts and pe people from different sides of the political spectrum. When, when I say the political spectrum, I'm not thinking about left and right, but rather the, quad, the quadrants, as is often portrayed in political compass tests, where there are four quadrants in a square, uh, separated between X, Y axis, the X axis being the economic spectrum and the Y axis being the social spectrum or the cultural spectrum. So if I can find people on across all those uh, quadrants 
and at the very least have some civil conversations with them about these topics, honest conversations. And I think we then I think we'd all benefit from it. More importantly, I think I I'd benefit from it because I grow. And part of growing is facing things that we might not particularly like or might not particularly uh, agree with. The second reason, or yes, another reason I would say uh, why I would want to start a podcast, as I said, there's no political discourse on the island. If I can at the very least get experts from across the island, across the pond, and if I can get and every, or not everyone, but several people to at the very least listen to what others have to say, and that would be a step, a step into the right direction. I don't expect this to be anything big. This is more for myself and for my personal growth. But I also want this to be an educational sort of podcast where people learn things. When because when I learn, then I want to teach those things to other people because I think information and knowledge is very valuable. And the more information and knowledge a person has, the wiser they become. Not necessarily smarter. Although I would refrain from using that word whatsoever at all. Um, the uh, other reasons why I would do this because Puerto Rico is going through a very particular, very unique uh, moment in history where it's not just the and it's not just that the world is ending because of a pandemic, and I'm being very uh, obtuse about that, obvious, and I'm obviously hyperbolizing it, but. The country itself, with everything that's been going on from hurricanes uh, taking out uh, a governor for the first time in our history, and a few earthquakes, plus the now coronavirus pandemic, the country is in a very hard place, a very hard position where it needs leaders. And unfortunately, the state, our, our local government, lacks lacks a lot of leaders. There's no such thing as leaders. They're just commanders as a people who command others to do what they think is the best the best thing to do on certain circumstances that's why we have so many political officials currently in office who are from inept ignorant stupid and outright useless to say then that's just saying the least there are some uh people uh, especially those in opposition who would suggest that these politicians are in fact evil. I would not go so far as to use that term loosely, but uh, my suspicion is that the problem with our government is that they're just ignorant and incompetent to a very large degree. And you can see it right now. Um, the coronavirus tests that were supposed to be sent to the CDC for testing. We've had four suspicious cases on the island for the past two days, three, three to five days, I think. And when the CDC received the samples, they were improperly sent. They were not adequate. And so the local government immediately 
put the blame on the CDC. And this is not to absolve the CDC from some of its problems, but the fact of the matter is that the sole responsibility for sending those uh, samples poorly was on the government. After this, the news broke out, and after uh, two of the tests came out, three of the tests, I should say, uh, came out positive with a 71-year-old man being sick, a 68-year-old Italian woman coming from a cruise ship and her husband being positive, then the Secretary of Health, uh, from the Department of Health, I should say, uh, resigned. From what I know about the secretary who who was in that position at the time, that, that these tests were being sent or being done, or not at all, um, apparently this is a very professional person, a, a doctor, a scientist itself. He was pushed or kicked into the position of secretary, a, a political position, when he himself is a scientist and a doctor. You could see in the way he expressed himself in public uh, conferences talking about the coronavirus, that he does not do well in public speaking. He just doesn't. He's not fit for that position. He's only fit to be a doctor and to do science. And that's sad, in a way. The, The other problem that arises is that our medical system is doesn't just doesn't work. It doesn't work for enough people. It works for a very minuscule amount of people. And so we have the combination of a medical system that doesn't work or doesn't work efficiently and a population of about over 600,000 uh, old elders, the 60 plus people living on the island co-mingling across towns and malls and among crowds on a daily basis. I should know, working in customer service, I get to see a lot of them on a daily basis. Hundreds and hundreds of old people going in and out of the store seeking customer service. And since the announcement of those suspicious cases here in Puerto Rico, I could not help but see them with some pity, as if almost in a sense that they should not be going outside as frequently as they do. And I'm talking about old elders, people who go to customer service at least three times a week because the service is absolutely awful. Combine this, this amount of people who are very likely to get sick with a medical system that doesn't work and a government that's inefficient, and you have a recipe for disaster. Another disaster, I should say. We've already had three in the past. After one of those three, we kicked out the governor. And so... Puerto Rico lies in a very, very, very particular position in history where it has the opportunity for an extreme change, for extreme change, the sort of change that the, I would say, the liberal or progressives of the country have sought out. 
for years, for decades, I would say. But the problem arises in that the common person, the average person, does not have the attention span, or perhaps I should not put it that way. They don't have the time to invest in this sort of thing. The coronavirus just adds another concern for their own personal concerns. Their their daily lives revolves revolve around going to work, interacting with hundreds of customers on a daily basis, as I said, uh, interacting with their co-workers, and then going home and taking care of their families with uh, social gatherings every once in a while or perhaps frequently. So they don't have the time or perhaps they don't make the time to engage politically. And the reason I would say they don't make the time to engage politically is because they don't have the incentive. (laughs) There's... When... Uh, When the A people see that their government, no matter how much is done, no matter how many elections come, no matter how many years have passed, no matter how many social movements rise up and then fade away, and they see that nothing changes, a sort of apathy to that futility grows inside their minds making them completely, not just completely ignorant about the politics of their country, but ignorant about a lot of things in general. I'm not just talking about um, the average person who might not have gone to university, and there's a lot of them in this country, unbeknownst to to Americans or to the, wor- to the world. A lot of people seem to not know a lot about Puerto Rico, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. It's a very insignificant island in the middle of the Caribbean who's, who, that's been under the rule of others for centuries since the, since the Spanish colonized the land. And then the Americans came and they tried to implement their system, and what happens when you try to implement a liberal democratic system to a people that have not ever that have not known what liberty liberty looks like they have not known what democracy looks like they were having before the americans arrived they were in the beginnings of a fledgling democracy something along those lines with some representation in spain some people have even argued that Spain was far more uh, generous to Puerto Ricans at the end of the 19th century. But people who suggest as, suggest such a thing must also ignore the historical context, as often happens in this these sorts of very, uh, how should I put it, these sorts of topics that hit hard and hit home to a people that don't have a political idea, ideology of their own. It has been politics, the politics of other nations has been un, imposed on them. They have not developed by themselves. They have not been allowed to develop by themselves. So they do not know what it looks like to be an independent nation.
to be independent. This is perhaps the reason why we have so many uh, citizens relying so heavily on the local government for aid, for quite literally everything. The sort of leeches that Republicans often complain about Democrats, that Democrats create in their own states. And when people, when Americans look to Puerto Rico and they suggest that we're still living in uh, in trees, that there's a lot of uh, natives still, and that we're leeches, then I can't, I can't refute that necessarily. I've been on this island all my life. I have not left this island. I'm 24 years old. I graduated in six years. I've been in school for 12 years. I have not left my house. I have not left the island. I have not seen the world. But if there is one thing that has become acutely clear is that a lot of the criticisms levied against Puerto Ricans are, in fact, fair. Puerto Ricans don't care about their politics. When they do, it's tribal. My party over your party. Those who go beyond that tribalism are polarized. <laughs> they don't even consider opposing views and the sort of change that they want is too radical for the 21st century. There are no, and you will not see in the 21st century a violent revolution of the sort that happened in Russia in 1917 or in the United States in 1776 or in France in 1789 or in, let's say, England in 1686, I believe. It's around that time. Regardless, a lot, of, a lot of the opposition to the status to current status quo wants revolution. They want an extreme change, and in, and to an extent, I don't blame them because a people need that sort of social shock to have an appreciation for what it means to have a nation, to be responsible for that nation, and to engage in that nation as if it were your home. Puerto Ricans are very patriotic when it comes to sports and beauty pageants and very banal, 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 B-A-N-A-L. That's the word I'm looking for. Just don't remember how to say it. Very superficial things. But when it comes to politics, it just does not have a unifying ideology. It does not have that inherent need to protect one's own nation from people like Trump or from people like, say, Jeremy Corbyn the United States, in the United Kingdom. Okay. They don't have that need to protect their nation. They're expecting the government to do it for them. And that's a problem. Because that's how you get the same politicians being elected in the same positions year after year. That's also how you get municipalities electing, and I say that on between quotes, uh, electing the son of a previous mayor without an election. He just got the position. 
there's like at the very least three municipalities in in the island that have elected the the sons or daughters of previous mayors without elections exactly the sort of nepotism that would make anyone in the western world cringe at the thought or at the suggestion that the child of a previous politician would get office without being elected i this is this has gone into more of a rant about what's going on but going into this rant is in essence what i plan to do with this podcast not just rants i want other people to be with me to talk about these things to talk about them seriously to consider them because people need to talk about this it might be in english and i have thought about perhaps doing it in spanish or in spanglish i'm fluent in both i could do it my the problem i have is that there are two audiences i want to address there's the american audience because the, i genuinely believe that the united states needs must i should say do something about puerto rico's political status it has to it's it, it's the responsibility of the mother nation it's a shame that it's been hun, almost a hun, more than 100 years and that the united that the united states has kept us as its territory and has done absolutely nothing in our favor for the longest time a nation that's that preaches liberty democracy freedom a nation that i, I aspire to live in a, a nation i respect wholeheartedly and would in fact sit down with anyone and defend it to death while also criticizing its failures it's the nation of the people and somehow it has a territory a colony or a commonwealth under its wing that's i would say equal to a third world country it is it is a, a third world country there's no doubt in my mind and i've tried to portray this image of a third world country to several people as i try as i go on to explain the why i think this they start to understand puerto rico is a third world country its politics are of a third world country its economy might be of a modern modern economy mostly because it was pushed or rather kicked into that position but the culture and the politics are of a third world country equivalent to african nations and cent central american and south american nations no different so this is what i want to do i want to talk to people i want to have them listen to what i have to say think about it for themselves and shoot me with criticisms because the fact is that unless we do something the island is not going to change the united states is not going to do anything and with all the chaos that's going on in the world 
something desperately needs to change. And I use that word, I emphasize that word, desperately. This is a historical juncture, as uh, as they as it would be described in a particular book, which I cannot find at the moment, in Why Nations Fail by Darren Asemoglu and James A. Robinson, I believe is the name of the authors. Puerto Rico is going through a historical juncture where it has the chance to reap, to take advantage of the chaos and make drastic changes to its system. A more pluralistic, pluralistic system and if we don't take advantage now then the island will probably be emptied out in the next 10 to 15 years they have that sneaking suspicion that that's the case regardless if this sort of podcast podcast goes anywhere i'll probably keep doing more talking about other topics, talking about books, which is what I want to do, maybe talk about video games. Maybe I'll have some friends join me to talk about this sort of thing. This is more, like I said, this sort of podcast is more for myself. It's a sort of self-education. And I want to share it with others. That's the intent. And I look forward to whatever comes next. So... The timing, I'll see what I'll be writing or reading, and I'll keep you all posted. This has been Boomgland. Don't, don't again, don't question that name. And also Michael, that's my real name. And I'll be talking to you all soon. Have a good day.